Hi friends, this is Lisa Purdy and I'm here to talk to you about professional development. I am uniquely suited for this because I am the first ever pharmacy professional development practitioner in the U.S. My job is modeled to follow the MPD, Nursing Professional Development Practitioner. AMPD has been around for 30 years and oftentimes in hospital settings you've seen nurse educators, but if you have an MPD you know that that is way more than that. As a professional development practitioner, we cover six key areas, onboarding and orientation, competency management, education, role development, collaborative partnership, and then research evidence-based practice and quality improvement. These are known as the big six as coined by Greta Price. This season, we are to dive into all things professional development and what it looks like to build a program like this from scratch. I'll give you the information that I have as why I think this is the direction healthcare is going and how you can show a return on investment by providing a program like this in your hospital that will elevate the practice of your technicians and your pharmacists. Hey guys, welcome to Professional Pharmacists. This season I have been taking some time to showcase the role of the pharmacist professional development practitioner. I've been working through the big six and covering some topics in between that seem to flow well with this role. Today, I wanna to talk about one of the big six, collaborative partnership. This is a fun one for me. It involves networking. Now, if this is a word that immediately triggers anxiety for you, stay with me. I think I can actually help you with this. I'm going to give you some pointers on how to do it. Networking is all about relationship building. If you took 10 minutes, you could easily write down tons of names of all the people you either know or have worked with. This is actually a very helpful exercise. So you should probably do that. Okay. Maybe pause right now and try it out. <laughs> So part of what I did was I started emailing, texting, or messaging people on various social media accounts. Hey, how are you? I am the new pharmacy professional development practitioner. I was hoping to talk to you to see how you are doing and tell you a little bit about what I'm up to. I would love to see what connections we have and how I might be able to serve you. People are usually so curious about like what this new role is that they usually want to sign up to talk to me. What's really fun is I get to catch up with them and they usually know someone else that I should reach out to. I spend a lot of my networking time within the organization. I want people to know what I do, but I also want to hear about their views, incorporate things they see coming down the pipeline, and I let them speak into my life as I grow this thing. Now, notice I didn't say I spent a lot of time networking in pharmacy. I've actually included, um, chosen to include many voices. So most of pharmacy associates professional development with education, so continued educations on or orientation and onboarding related activities. So I wanted to make sure that I had voices speaking into this program that are familiar with professional development itself, pharmacy, and the organization's goals for the future. I talked to those who influence strategic planning, MPD programs, uh, diversity inclusion, IT, regulatory, med safety, people building the next great thing in the organization, those involved with magnet accreditation, and really anyone in an area that I think I have staff members who'd be curious about. These relationships help me gain momentum. They give me ideas to funnel into my ability to serve my departments. They also help me grow as a leader as they challenge me to think even bigger. I also spend time reaching out to professional organizations to connect with leaders devoted to the future of healthcare. I reach out to colleges to build connection. It's important we understand that the colleges need to know what students they need to produce that will actually fill the positions that we see coming down the road. They have students that will actually need a place to get experiences 
that will need to grow and become future pharmacists. So giving them a door in gives them the opportunity to understand what it's like to work for you and your organization. And you can see firsthand if they're going to be a good fit to work for you down the road. And some of you have already been doing that. You may already have programs established, but this is really a good thing for the pharmacy professional development practitioner to really at least have a hand in or be able to speak to. Um, and having those connections are really helpful. It's also beneficial to connect with local pharmacy technician certification programs if you don't have one at your organization already or that one that you use. Those programs need sites, and this is also a great opportunity to interview the candidates in person while watching them work on the job. Within the organization, it's a great idea to be at a high level from a committee standpoint that affect any kind of committees that affect culture or the future of healthcare. You'll want to really consider what committees would be beneficial to spend your time in since you don't have a lot, but this is another way to find opportunities to collaborate. So knowing what committees are available would also help because you can offer those in your role development areas by suggesting these committees to staff um, to expand their growth and development. The more staff members you can get in out of the pharmacy and into committees with multiple disciplines present, the more the silos of projects will start to fall within your organization because you'll have more communication between programs. Collaboration means you're bringing people together from different backgrounds to work through things together. So that brings me to pharmacy shared governance. Now, this is something I have a lot of experience with. I did this at my last job, and you can find some podcasts in the last season about how some of that was run if you need more information. But pharmacy shared governance allows you to bring people together from different parts of pharmacy and look into process improvement. They collectively look into best practice, new guidelines, uh, system consistency and efficiency. As the professional development practitioner, I mostly make sure that the shared governance council is functioning and I probe things to get momentum moving along. I am a resource to run things by, and as a leader, I know through my collaboration with pharmacy leadership and organizational leadership what things we can handle at a shared governance level, who might be working on things already in the system, and connecting them to the right people and providing those connections for them. So thinking ahead, if pharmacy were to take the advice from the ASHP's Future of Pharmacy article of aligning to Magnet or creating our own center of excellence, having a shared governance council is a step in that direction. So how do you build this? What I did was take a look at the various sections of the pharmacy I wanted to have a few staff members own and be able to speak from. So if you have a retail pharmacy, this may be looking at the whole thing, the whole pharmacy if you want it, but really you should break it down into various areas like maybe you have a shipping area or a workflow management or patient satisfaction. You get the idea. So if you are within inpatient pharmacy, maybe you have a group owning the IV room or still compounding, maybe IT or regulatory. Once you have these groups figured out, you can build these as steering committees. Then I took each of these groups and I asked for one representative from each of them to be in the Shared Governance Council. This gave us voices from each of those key areas. The Shared Governance Council will need a chair and a secretary and you can decide if it also needs a co-chair voted in. You can decide the commitment, such as how many meetings a year they need to attend and how they need to report out their activities and how long a term served is. I use one-year terms. I have a chair, co-chair, and a secretary, and they rotate each year. So the Shared Governance Council will vote in the secretary, 
the current secretary moves to the co-chair and then the co-chair to the chair and then the original chair gets to be retired. Uh, so those positions are a three-year commitment in total if done correctly. Now, where do they get their work? So I've created a form uh, that any staff member could fill out based on what worked for us in my last position. And that asks um, what the problem is that the staff member is addressing. Then it asks like what has been tried and if they have any possible solutions. Who of the steering committees should this form go to? And does management know? Have they attempted to address it already? So now from this, um, this is really like at a local level. You can really level up this whole thing by making the steering committee your department level and the shared governance uh, council as your system level with representatives from each camp campus in the shared governance council. Then your system level shared governance council would consider if the problem was a local specific campus issue or if it was a system-wide issue to address. So knowing that the professional development practitioner is a leader, a change agent, and someone who establishes and continues culture, it's a natural extension to oversee the shared governance council process. You will want to create the form with the questions you, you want to have addressed. Create a charter discussing the terms, roles, and responsibilities, and authority, and figure out an attendance log and how you want the minutes to be reported out. If you need more information on this process, please reach out to me. You can message me through the podcast or at LinkedIn at Lisa Purdy. There are three things I really want to make sure you take from this collaborative partnership podcast. You want to be thinking networking, relationship building, and communication. And as the professional development practitioner, we oversee the collaboration of everyone's efforts in pharmacy, but also how pharmacy contributes and collaborates with other departments within the organization and really with the community. Thanks for listening. If you like this type of content, please subscribe, leave a review, and click some stars. It helps others find the podcasts and hopefully help them be inspired with all things professional development. Feel free to reach out with to me. You can find me, Lisa Purdy, on LinkedIn. Make sure to uh, listen in next week as we impact the world of pharmacy with professional development. Bye-bye.